Guess who's not dead? How does this work? <laughs> I'm having a past oh life regression. Oh my god, it's so weird. And this also, first of all, there's a new comedy. This is the comedy couch, but it, it's a new couch. Yeah. And it's not, it doesn't, you have to lean forward. It doesn't feel as funny. It doesn't it feel really nearly doesn't as, feel funny. as funny. So I'm just going to blame that right now. Wow. Okay, is it, how many months has it been? It has to have been. Is it like almost six months? Is it like five months? I bet it would have been April, May, June, July, August, September, like six months. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we better have a lot of stuff. We better have, nothing really has happened. No, there's no changes. I mean, just kind of status quo. Um, so, well, first of through. all, let's walk them through some of this. Uh, <laughs> the bullet points. First of all, there's a new couch. And second <laughs> of all. Is that the big story? <laughs> well, start with the couch yeah. and work backwards all from right. the couch. No, um. What was I going to say? Thank you to all the people that are like, what's up with the comedy couch? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, it's coming back at some point. Don't give up on us. So we're back. Yeah. So there you go. And it's my birthday. This is Dennis's birthday. And I'm spending it with all y'all and TT. So there, I think that says something. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, for sure. So, okay. So bullet points. Bullet points. So the fashion police writers yes. went on strike. Yes. And... So it's, you know, it's whatever. It's a very complicated, uncomfortable for everybody sort of legal. Thorny. Yeah, whatever. What's going on? Confusing. But we're, Dennis and I are grownups. That's right. Which you believe as long as you've never listened to any of the previous podcasts. (laughs) And uh, and so it was like, look, we've been friends for 25 years. Right. And whatever. We're old. Right. There's no reason to be having fucking roommates. Right. You know, right. so let's just so I was like, I'll just fucking move out. Right. And that way there won't be like weird, uncomfortable. Right. Whatever. And so um, but then because of all of the whatever the proceedings and the going on much longer than I think everyone expected. It just sort of like there's like this huge thing that we can't talk about. Yeah. There's this elephant in the room. Yeah. But. Oh, okay. The air, the air conditioning went off, and I thought the cassette died. Yeah, it sounded different to me in here. So, so whatever. So that's sort of like takes so us to. So the uh, there's an elephant in the room. Where we let it outside, and I put a couch in its place. <laughs> is the point? And but it's a beautiful uh, chocolate brown leather. Couch. I'm trying to re- and I'm it's trying firm. To... That's why I like it. It's firm. And it's uh, not it's... uncomfortable. But I mean, it's, like, I, it's firm. It might it's be uncomfortable. The... I'm not no, sure yet. Not. I got it. Uh, I'm trying to refresh. In the... I'm trying to do bachelor pad a little bit. And um, so that's the that's what's happening in here. But it's a work in progress. Um, so yeah, Tony, tell us about your house. I want to know more well, about your house. So yeah, so so I knew that. I mean, I had been saving for a while, and it's like you know I need to, and the you know whatever the tax guys like you need to have. You have no write offs. You have no you know whatever no. So I was like you know I'd been really aggressively trying to like say yes to every possible job and just put money away and so whatever so i was like let's start this you've been working your ass off yeah you deserve to have a house so and so you know i uh, it just so happened that the realtors that rented me the rental house that i got right were this husband and wife team he used to write for game shows he knows a number of people he used to be a bartender at catch a rising star in New York right. knows a bunch of people that I know, c- comics. Right on. So we sort of had this immediate sort of rapport. That's and, good. Um, and so after they, you know, and I walked in and said, look, I, I'm looking at this house today. I'd like to move in tomorrow, which is, of course, sketchy. And I was like, and my reference is Joan Rivers. She's expecting your call. 
And so they called Joan. Right. And she said, yeah, he's great. He, you know, he'll pay his rent. Don't worry. He's a good guy. He yeah. won't have parties. He's not a drug addict. And so they rented me this house literally overnight. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah, because, and so I just said to them, look, you know, now that I'm in and whatever, I do want to. So they to, do like, rentals and sales. They mostly do sales. They right. happen to be helping this one woman rent her house out because they had sold her a new house and they were just sort of helping her facilitate okay, finding cool. renters. So Perfect. it was sort of, you know, kismet. Yes. And, um, and so we spent four months looking at houses. I would put an offer in and like literally like they would get me into the house before it went on the market. Yeah. Like the day before it was going to be listed. I would put an offer in on the house for full asking price before it was even listed and then I would still not get the house. Like no. it would be multiple You need to offers, have put in an offer wars. from the womb yeah. in order and to. These houses were selling for like seventy and eighty and ninety thousand dollars over asking price. Oh my god! The day they went on the market, like it, it's. So I was like, if you want to find something that'll make you feel like you're not good enough, even more than being in show business, even more than dating men, yeah, try to buy a house in Southern California. Right. That's that'll. Do it. But you know, whatever. Sure, Eventually, sure. I you know found this house. Um, and, and, you know, and so it was, I had to, everything had to be changed. It was repaint, repainted inside and out. The floors were completely redone. I blasted out the bedroom wall and put French doors in. It's like, you know, it was, did you take before and after pictures? Yeah. I want to see. I'm going to, yeah. Cause I, I haven't will... seen the house. So I don't even know what the before would yeah. have been. So, um, what's the style? How would you describe the style? It's a 1927 Spanish Love it. style house. Um, with, you know, it's got like a, it has like the sort of rounded wall, like where it goes up to the ceiling, Nice, really high ceilings, a lot of like the arch doors. Beautiful. Um, and I redid the kitchen all like black and white. Love it. With the, with the stainless appliances and there's, it's, it's turned out, it, it you know, it's been, I've How, been in it for six weeks, right but two of those weeks I was away in New York. Right. But you know, it's been dealing with like contractors and painters and. They had to, after, like, I had the bid in on the house, then you do the, you're in escrow, then they do the inspection. Yeah. When the inspection happened, it turned out the house needed to be, three quarters of the house needed to be completely replumbed. Holy shit. So that's $9,000. Oh my God. And then there was a problem with the sewer. And then, so anyway, there was $26,000 worth of stuff that needed to be done. After the fact. Right. And so I was like, oh well, you guys God. have to, you know, the, you have to fix all this. And they were like, well, we'll split it with you. And I was like, no, I'm not paying a penny of it. You have to fix all this stuff. And we went back and forth. And literally it took me saying, I'm not going to pay one penny of that. I had to close. I had to sign the documents to close escrow to get my money back and, and end it. And I did that at noon on a Sunday while I was in Phoenix visiting my family and at seven o'clock that night, they emailed and said, okay, we'll fix everything. And so then the deal was back on. Like, it was the most dramatic, Ugh. miserable. It was just every fucking minute of it was horrible. What house, how many houses did you look at? Oh, 30. And why, I mean, what uh, was this? Just tons Mostly of in the valley. All in, over here in this area. Yeah. yeah. And all in a very specific price point. Right. And, you know, I knew that I wanted, I have to have a bathtub. Yeah. I don't care about the kitchen. Cause yeah. I don't cook at all. Yeah. Um, I knew that I wanted, uh, I knew that I wanted a bathtub. I knew that I wanted, um, two bathrooms right on because I'm like, my paranoia is finally I get to have my day where I poo 
and then something happens to the toilet and I can't shit in it and I have to wait two days for the plumber to come or something. Like there has to be a backup toilet. I, I see. That's just not like I'll shit in the sink. Like yeah. if, if, when my day comes, it's my day. Yeah. So whatever. But so this house is nice. It has a pool. Why did you? Oh, wow. And it has a, like a tiki bar out in the back and, and, and it's, you know, three bedroom, two bath and, it, and it's got a, a nice, it's on a very big lot. And then do you know about Vanessa? Yeah. You told me. So one of the producers of fashion place is a girl named Vanessa. It turns out after I was in escrow, I mentioned at work that I'd gone into escrow on a house. Someone said, where is it? Blah, blah, blah. West Toluca Lake. What street? It's on the street called Hortense. And this girl goes, wait a minute. Is it da, 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 da? And it's the house she grew up in. That's so wild. So the, the second bedroom is where she was from age one to 22. She lost her virginity in that room. So it's just so weird. It's, that is weird. Yeah. What did you love about it when you saw it? What was it like that you were like, okay. What, when I walked in, there's this giant 10 foot tall rounded uh, window. Right. Maybe it's like 12 feet. Like it's this massive window and it's, you know, flat on the bottom, but then it, it curves on the top. It's like an art, you know, mm -hmm. and that's the living room. And oh, it so it's so bright and sunny and there's windows just everywhere and it's all the French windows, you know, mm. like with the little panes of glass and, and, um, since it's 1927, all the windows open, like, you know, like, like doors, like outward. And so it just had, it just had sort of a lot of charm. I hate it. It was like, it was yellow with orange trim and the floor was this, that yellowy orangey kind of mm -hmm. hardwood floor. Like, not like the bamboo where it's almost yeah. white, like really yucky. And the kitchen, everything was like these yellowy pine and it had the red terracotta tiles, like the big 14 inch mm -hmm. tiles. It was very Spanish. Right. And I just was like, Ugh, I, I, you know, it, I just, everything had to be repainted. Mm -hmm. But now every room is like a dark to medium gray. Mm -hmm. And then the roof is a light gray. And then there's glossy white trim around all the windows and all the trim. Oh, windows. it sounds beautiful. So it's just really, it's really nice. It turned out nice. So do you feel like you're done or how much more do you have to do? It's almost done. I'm going to have a Murphy bed put on in one of the I forget the what a Murphy rooms, bed is. The bed that comes out of the oh, wall. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Because really I'm not going to have guests yeah. very often. So I use that room as the office. Right. But I want there to be like a bed, not an air mattress. Right, right, right. But I don't want there to be a bed in there all the time. Right. So I just thought, oh, I'll get a Murphy bed that'll Perfect. pull down. and Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's like, you know, so now it's like, there's a pool man and a gardener and a, you know, I'm going to home Depot all the time. Right. And, um, have you discovered home goods? No. What is that? My friend, Doug Prinzavalli yeah. turned me onto it. I went there yesterday for the first time. It's kind of like Kohl's or Marshall's for stuff, yeah. but it's great for like accessories and like unique pieces. They don't even have stuff listed on the website cause things change all the time. But that's huh. where I got those pillows. And it's called Home Goods. Home Goods in Glendale. Home Goods. Right. It's very, It's. it would be like, oh, I want a cool little clock. And yeah. I want to spend a lot of money. Well, uh, this is what I've learned. Yes. Home Depot is the place to meet good gay guys. That's awesome. D is that surprising to no. you? Or does that make sense? Yeah. Makes I sense. was blindsided. I had no idea. Yeah. But here's what it is. Gay guys that are at Home Depot probably own a home yeah therefore they probably have jobs right they probably own a car which is how they got there like right. you don't go to the you don't go ride the bus right to home depot no so it's like these are guys that are like concerned enough about the, their where they live to actually maybe fix something right or like 
So I just feel like it's an elevated quality of gay. A little respons- that you're more getting responsible. That, yeah. yeah. Um, have you met? Have you gone on dates with them? No. Yeah. No, I haven't taken it that. Side. I've just observed. I've just okay. observed that it's crawling. You're dipping your foot in. It's crawling with good gays. Yeah. I think. Do you have a jacuzzi? I don't. Right on. There will be. That's right. But that's just on the list. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And you wake up and you feel like, oh, I'm in my house. Yeah, I'm starting to feel it. like it, it's still just terrible and overwhelming and exhausting. But it's now it's starting to feel like, yeah. And I have a dog. Where did you get a dog? I rescued uh, a dog because oh. I was like, I. it's so sad coming home to this big like house that's pretty and like I sort of like got it like nice. And then it was like, oh, it's so sad to like be alone. And what happened was a friend of mine, the day that I was going to New York uh, for two weeks, emailed me and was like, hey, do you, could you take this Yorkie puppy? His sister had had it and she was getting a divorce or breaking up or whatever. And neither of them could keep this dog. And it was like this really sweet little dog. And I feel like he was maybe a year old, like not a like puppy puppy. Um, and he's a really good boy. And I have, we have to find him a new home. You know, would you know someone or could you do it? So I wrote back and was like, I hadn't even thought about a dog at mm-hmm. this point. But, you know, I've grown up with Yorkies all my life, whatever. I love them and whatever. Okay, so I was like, look, I'm in New York for two weeks. You're going to have no problem finding a home for this dog. But if when I come back in two weeks, you don't have a home, then I'll, I'll take him. Right. Right. And so then it turns out that the mother ended up keeping it. Basically, the sister worked on the mom long enough yeah. to where she guilted the mom to keep it. But so then I was like really thinking, oh, that's a really good idea. I should really. And so I went on like Yorkie rescues and and I found a few. Was PJ so... a, Rook, a Yorkie? PJ was not a Yorkie. Okay. He was like a poodle mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to know, get an pound. image of what a Yorkie is. Yeah. I have an image. And I, I went know. to the pound. Uh, like a Yorkie is like Spike, Joan Rivers' old okay. dog. Yeah, yeah. But I don't let him have like the long hair. Right. He's, it's called a puppy cut. Well, he looks yeah. like a little Scottish terrier. Right. Anyway, so um, – yeah, so this dog is five, and his name is Bingham. And oh, I love that name. It's cute, right? Well, his owner, <laughs> his owner got life in prison. Wow. And they can't tell me why, but Bingham was somehow was evidence in the case, and That's he was amazing. in the LAPD kennel for over six months, and then finally the the guy was convicted or whatever, and he actually went to jail. And then Bingham could be put up for adoption. And this rescue took him and was like, we'll find him home. So I was walking up there. I knew they had three Yorkies there. And I went out to Santa Monica to the facility. And as I'm walking, they were out in this pen out in the front yard. And as I'm walking up, he was just like jumping and like, like he recognized me. And so I just uh. like picked him up and, and it was like instant. And it's so weird. Um, so I called the contractor and said, can you put a doggy door in? He put a doggy door in that day. This dog, I've had him for two weeks now, has never pooped in the house, not once. And he's only peed t- two times. That's amazing. He, it was the easiest transition. He loves his little doggy door. We have a cute little sort of routine now. He's great. So he comes so, in and out as he pleases. Yeah. And um, so I had to like throw him in the pool so that he would learn where the steps are. Because mm. if he were to fall in and be panicked... Yeah. He has to inst- He has to sort of know where the steps are. So the first couple of days, he was like, "You saved my life. Why are you trying to drown me?" You know, like yeah. it was very. But um, he's wonderful, and he is very affectionate. And he did you have a picture on your phone? I do. We'll put pictures it. on the comedy couch 
page or something. I want to see your stuff, doggy. But, um, Bingham, it's a great but name. Yeah, that's the front of the house. But whatever, oh. it's, we can't sit here and look at pictures when people can't. Oh, I love it. See anything. That's but, awesome. Um, but yeah, so it's cool. Is there, oh, that's Matea. Yeah. Um, my sister had a baby. I knew she was going to, and how? The baby. What's the story. The baby's Come. due date is like October sixth, and she had the baby six weeks early. Oh shit! And it was only five pounds, but healthy and fine and perfect and good. Man, boy or girl? Boy or girl? They named her Zella, and uh, she's great. So I haven't seen her. I'm my bought my ticket to go the weekend after the due date. Right. So, um, so I haven't met her yet. When did but, she have it? Uh, a month ago. I'm so glad. I know, but but well, because great. yeah, no like, problems and oh my god, she was just a little five dollar foot long. Oh, wait, but there was no doggy in that phone. You didn't show me your doggy. Yeah, I know. I want to see a it. picture of um, the house. But that's so, amazing. So yeah. Oh he's my god, he's so cute. He's only seven pounds. He's really he's tiny. So cute. And whoever had him. They did the surgery where they tried to remove his vocal cords. Yeah. Which is cruel and horrible and didn't really work. So he, he can only get out one bark. He goes, Rawr! and then it's, rawr, 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 rawr. it's just air. So it's sad, but also very convenient. Yeah. You didn't do it. So, and he goes, I've been, you know, I've taken him places and he just will just sit under, like he doesn't freak out in public. Like if you go to like a coffee place or whatever, like he's ridiculously calm i love it yeah so there you go and you f walk him in the morning and do your thing yeah and... whenever i come home the first thing we do is walk mm -hmm. his favorite thing in the world is just to go out the front door because he can't do that he yeah. can go out the back but yeah so he just thinks the front yard is like a magical place that oh know, it's fun to pee on things i love it and which which pound did you get him in santa monica it was it was an animal rescue called perfect yeah. perfectpets.org yeah and what they do is they go to the pound and get all of the these animals before they get put to sleep wow they're somewhere because okay. you can only be in the pound now for like six days shit and then they destroy yeah it's horrible that is rough it's fucking tough out there dennis for a yorkie yeah i love it it's so sweet so yeah so he's he's a good boy um so tell us about, okay, so you have a new job. I have a new job. Um, On the Badonkadonk Network. <laughs> yes. I uh, I have a friend named Scott Freeman. Do you know Scott Freeman? Yeah. Okay, he works for Buna Murray. We wrote, you remember, you were in Quest for the Crown. Yeah, yeah. We wrote this drag beauty pageant together in 2000, and that's how I met him. Uh, Tony was in it. You were Miss Saudi Arabia? Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. seek asylum. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah man that was crazy so scott and i wrote that together and became friendly and um have known each other ever since we don't hang out a ton but i've always liked him and um he knew that i you know was on strike or hadn't been working so he reached out to me there's a show called breakdown it's spelled b-r-k-d-w-n and it started as a youtube show and it's sort of a hip-hop flavored pop culture comedy kind of show it's a little bit like the soup it's a little bit like you know it's a green screen thing there are two hosts uh cynthia luciette and john scarlett she just turned 21 and she's smart and brilliant and funny and like really good it's so cool and he's a little older than her and he's funny and charming and they have this amazing chemistry together so they're taking this youtube show that was a hit and they sold it to bounce tv which is a new network african-american network started by andrew young and martin luther king the third 
and they're based in Atlanta. They've been on two years. They're over the air, so it's um, channel 13.2 in LA. So it's not cable. You wouldn't get it on. So I'm, I'm still not sure how to get it. Okay. So it's channel thir- If you go rabbit ears or whatever, yeah, it's channel 13. Huh. It's you know, I'm not sure how everyone gets it everywhere they live. Right. But it's in um, like 70% of the country and. Um, so 80% of African-American homes, which is the sweet spot. So it's a growing thing. So anyway, they ordered 10 episodes. So it's been this ongoing web thing that they've been doing, like putting up content every day yeah. out of the digital department of Unimurray. They were taking it to television as a half-hour show, and they needed somebody to help them make it a show. Yeah. And so I was hired as – I went in and interviewed, and I was hired as the exec producer, showrunner of this show and we shoot our first episode tomorrow and Tuesday. There's two oh days. Oh my shoots. God. Yeah. So it's part of it's done in the green screen and then there's sketches and yeah, it's kind of a mix of things and it's creatively really exciting and fun. The, the kids are really talented. Sometimes I feel like there's a bit of like kids, you know, like yeah, you walk into there and I'm like, we need to do this. And they're looking at their phones and you're like, you know, but they created it. They built it up by themselves and um, so I'm finding my way with it. But, there's been a few days where I'm like, I don't think I know what I'm doing. And then other days where I'm like, I, this is great. I Who feel. do you answer to? Well, do you deal directly with the network? Yes. Uh, there's two people that are in the digital office that Like, started, are you on the phone with Martin Luther King III every I afternoon? I am not. Um, <laughs> there are um, people who, uh, there's the digital department who have always been doing this show. And it was also co-created by a company named Alchemy Networks, which is, uh, out of San Francisco. It's a guy named Peter Griffith, African-American entrepreneur, made a bunch of money in, in sort of banking and stuff, yeah. and now he's sort of developing his other things. I think he's kind of set. So this is like a passion project that he's growing. He partnered with Buna Murray, and this is one of the few like YouTube shows that are going to television in a yeah. way, because there have been so many that have tried. Right, exactly. Um, and so I... There's nobody there, though, that's... that are writers. So no, I've gotten not one note about anything I've written or conceived. Um, I mean, sometimes so the great. kids will go, this doesn't feel quite right. Or, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. And they're right. Usually their instincts are great. They know what they're doing with this brand. Well, they've never heard of Frankenberry. No, that's true. They haven't heard of, oh, I have moments where I'm just mortified. I pronounced Tupac Tupac this week. Oh, and God. I was nearly asked You're to You're never going to hear the end of that. No, it's horrible. Well, so, first of all, you can't do that at the Badonk Network. <laughs> no. That's also... Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I... More, like, mortifying. And the I reaction fucking... isn't... The reaction isn't like... Ha, ha, ha. No, it was literally like... Oh, I really mortified but, but they think it's funny yeah in a way right, but they weren't like mad at and you. then i told some of the the kids that i take hip-hop class with i said you know what i did this week oh, I, I said tupac and they're like whoa like it was really like yeah. you know show but, us your stab wound whoa it was uh, you know a huge faux pas um we the the network's in atlanta so they're not down our throats very much i um we turned in the first script that we're going to shoot monday and tuesday and not a single network note so everyone thought wow. I was Jesus. They just like, wow, you know. That so, is so we'll great. see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I'm I'm uh, excited. It's strange. It's um, you know, it's very small time, so it's not super lucrative, but it's a chance to uh, really be creative. And yeah, I'm the dude. And man. it's like a 
I'm the dude new... with the A, and I've got A block, B block, C block. Yeah. It's like all that stuff, you know, that I learned on Fashion Police. I was like, well, we need to come in strong here, and you could tease down, like all that stuff. I was right. like, I guess I did absorb it, you know? Right. And um, and they they're really talented, so much raw talent, but they don't. Nobody's done this, so God, it's interesting. So what if, I mean, but that it's really, really small, like a small staff, like. I'm going to be in sketches. It's kind of like, you know, yeah. we're on the, on the dish, but even like more scrappy right. kind of thing, but really creative. And John and Cynthia, and the, the, there's a group around them. that are sort of the supporting characters that come in one day a week or whatever. They're really talented and funny. Like you'll write a bit for them to do and they'll do it and it'll make you laugh. And you're like, that's the thing you can't buy. That's oh, the yeah. thing experience can't buy you. They're just really talented. So yeah. you can, um, Learn more about it at BounceTV.com. It's called BRKDWN. There's a few promos for the TV show coming up that I wrote that they shot. But they're shooting crap around the office all the time. Like it's so really... will it be able to be watch it online, or can you only watch? it I'm on not sure yet. Television? I think you can only watch it on television. If they were smart, they would find a way to stream full episodes, like a lot of shows do. But they're so new. Right. This is their first big show, and they're hoping it'll be the tent pole. They've committed to ten, which takes me to the end of the year. Um, but the end of the day, and I would have this on Fashion Police sometimes, but the end of the day, you're me so mentally tired that somebody's like, oh, did you see that email in that server where the, and I'm like, I can't, I don't know. Right. I you're the teacher from Charlie Brown I right now. I can't hear your hear words. A word. Yeah. And it's, it's a, I guess it's a little different from Fashion Police because that was always usually, at least from my point of view, what I was doing, a set, a bunch of stuff that you had to do. That, but this was like over here and over there. And did you can can we meet for a second? And oh my gosh, oh, totally. Yeah. So it's all over. But it, I think it's good for me so far. There have been a few days where I was and like, I bet you're really good at it because you don't melt down. I think I don't melt down. And you see now why that's so important. Yeah. Like you just gotta. I think so, and it's earning the trust of the kids, but also being a strong leader. I mean, there's skills that are really. Uh, Important to it, but that Cynthia is so sharp. You know, she did the Maggie Castella or Marty Castella. She came up through her. The Marky Marky Castella. Castella. And I was like, yeah. I know that name because um, my roommate did that. Yeah. Stuff. So she's just great. And so when she likes something, I'm like, I feel really proud. Like she's the one I awesome. most want to impress because she's formidable. And you know who's doing the makeup for us? Matthias. Love it. Yeah, we interviewed him on Friday, and it's great. So Matthias is a guy from E. That does, uh, he does, he does Joel McHale, McHale sometimes. And he used to do George on Fashion Police for right, a long time. Right, and he used to do Daniel Fischel on The yeah. Dish. And so, yeah, so he's, but, and he's a sweet guy. And uh, my friend Felix is one of the editors on the show now. So we'll see what happens. It's very interesting. But I'm in, uh, it's Van Nuys and Sepulveda, Sepulveda and Oxnard. There's nowhere to eat there. It's like being in Siberia. Like, why? You would think. There's an Arby's. We, you have Arby's to drive. There's very few on the other side to. of a oh, walk to. Okay. There's nowhere. It's not like you where there's a. Look at how options. I fucking shot that down. There's an yeah, Arby's. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's an Arby's. So um, so anyway, that's breakdown, and um, we'll know more as it premieres. And you know, we have the set. There's a talk segment. Ray J's our first guest. Um, Ray is, J. Oh, that's great. Yeah, kind of cool. So I mean, but there's no Booker. There. I mean, we're all just right. figuring it out. But boy, I learned a lot from you know fashion police and how a show is put yeah. together and I, I i thought me why you know but then i went in there and i realized oh i do want, i do know this stuff and they don't right they haven't exactly. done it and so it's interesting um 
So we'll see. I'm excited. I bet you're fucking awesome at it. Oh, thank you. It's too late. It's I appreciate that. It's um it's you know, we'll see what happens. But who would have thought a year ago that I would end up doing that and a lot of big changes around. But it's uh that's life and yeah you grow. So I finally fucked the El Pollo Loco manager. <laughs> I just feel like you guys deserve we to do, know. We I was going to say, you know what? What's the update with the El Pollo Loco, Tony? <laughs> um, the one that was the Lancashire in uh, the Lancashire victory. He was originally at the one on uh, Magnolia and, and yeah, yeah. Vineland, then moved when they built the new one at Lancashire the victory. Right. Then went back, but now I think currently is, is at the Lancashire and victory one again okay they move them around um did you bring him to your house yes wow he it's so body booty, heat of you he booty texted me right and this is while i was hadn't moved into my new house so this is right. when i was in the rental right. which was at oxnard and woodman so not right. that far and um he just booty texted me hey you know what's up what are you up to and i was like oh you know whatever nothing and he was like how come we never hooked up wow and i All was right. like well because you blew it and it was 100 percent your fault because you, you gave me flour tortillas instead of corn? Yeah. And I said legs and thighs, asshole. Um, and he... And so he... Um, he goes, okay, well, come get me now. And I go, okay, seriously? And so I literally drove to El Pollo Loco. Had to wait out in the edge of the parking lot. He snuck out. Got in my car in his El Pollo Loco uniform. That's right. Oh my God. What took him to my house like? and I was like, You have to get in the shower. Yeah. yeah. I just, and I love El Pollo Loco, right. but even I have a limit. Yeah. And then got in the shower, had literally the worst sex ever. It was the worst, most horrible. It was so bad that when I, I then had to drop him off back because then he had to close. Was he on a literally on a break? He was literally on a fuck break, Dennis. Holy shit. And it wasn't even a good one. And then when I dropped him off, I literally I felt like I had just wasted gas. Oh. Like in the, that I was like <laughs> oh, I literally go, um, I need a three-piece leg and thigh. So I'm gonna come through the drive-thru. And I made him give me free like that was the only thing that even almost made it worth it. You almost broke even. If it had been a family yeah. meal, you might have come closer and to breaking. And it was even. really good chicken. <laughs> See, maybe he picked out the best pieces. But God, talk What made like... it bad? And you don't have to go into it. Was it a lack well, of connection? Do you think I won't? No, but I don't know. Well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, no, he... Um, it, was sort, it was as if he had had some kind of a spinal cord injury. And he just kind of laid there and... His limbs would occasionally move independently of the activity that was wow. happening. Okay. But it was like, I felt like Helen Hunt in that movie, The Sessions. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, it was really, it was like, I don't know, man. It was like trying to fuck a bunt cake. Like, it was just. Mm, that sounds good. <laughs> bunt cake. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's why I had to get the chicken afterwards. Yeah. Wow. It was just all no, right. It was so, good. but no was, more. That was it. Not like never again. Everything about it was terrible. Now, has it affected you going there now, or does he call text? Or well, is... now I live next to the other one. Okay. So now, if I'm gonna go to an Apoyo Loco, it's not his location anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So that's good. And he doesn't know where you live now, too. 
He doesn't know. He doesn't yeah. know. All right. But whatever. I just thought That's... it was funny that after all this time, it yeah. finally a payoff. You think it should be worth the wait, but no. Wow. That's too bad. Yeah. Um, I'm dating somebody that I met on OKCupid.com. God damn, I love that. As opposed to OKCupid. Yeah. Uh, it's been a couple months. African-American gentleman named Anthony. Don't know what's going on with me. With everything. You know, my life has become a Drake song. Yeah. I can say that now because I know who Drake is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't sing a song. I don't know what song. I don't mm. know any of his songs. But it's yeah. It's the one about that pussy. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Drake is hot, by the way. I don't think he is, I but do. okay. Yeah, I but people it. really... Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been a couple months. Uh, I don't see him a ton, but he's it's good. So we'll, we'll see what He happens. lives here nearby? He lives in Burbank. Yeah, so that's uh, super nearby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, and then, something's going on there. That's good. So what do you mean you don't see him a ton? I mean, I see him like twice a week, maybe. Like, oh, well, I see him on weekends, yeah. or, and then, yeah. You see him on the regular. I see him on the regular, uh, yeah. He's my. He's a little older than me, like a year older that's than me. That's fantastic. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So, well, I mean, a couple of months. That's what's that? Yeah, yeah. No, like, it's good. It's like something actually good. Actually, a thing. It's actually a thing. So, wow. Uh, yeah, and I'm seeing him tonight for my birthday. I think I sent you the email. Yeah. We're watching "Singing in the Rain" in the park. I don't even know what it's going to be like. They're showing it as part of the book fair, and Debbie Reynolds is going to be there. It might be a clusterfuck. I don't know. Hopefully, we can get a nice place to sit and. Watch a movie and have yeah. some refreshment. It'll be a handful. You of remember us. my Debbie Reynolds story, right? No, from the cruise ship. No, keep uh, talking. I'm gonna get some more soda. Rich Campbell, the uh, owner and president of Atlantis Cruises and RSVP, right. told me this story when I did the one Atlantis event before they decided they'd never have me back again. Um, he said that they had brought Debbie Reynolds on, and she had done her show on one of the ships, and you know the average age of the Atlantis cruiser is like, you know, mid thirties. The RSVP cruiser is maybe average a decade or, you know, 15 years older than that. But this was an RS or a, uh, an Atlantis cruise. And there were these two like twink, like 22 year olds or whatever that were right. also on the cruise. And he was walking out of the theater after Debbie Reynolds show behind these two like twinky kids. And one said this is after Debbie has done a full hour. Yeah. Um, one says to the other, you know, I don't normally like drag, but he was amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's right? pretty great. Like that's these great. kids, like in my, now in my imagination, yeah. these kids, like when she was showing clips from like singing in the rain, they yeah. thought that video was hilarious. Like they thought that she had, this drag queen had made these yeah. fake movie Little Bar clips. Barla Jean Merman. Yeah. Same uh, template. And like, oh, and my daughter's Carrie Fisher. Oh, that's yeah. hilarious. What a good job. Like. They literally thought it was a drag queen. Wow. So that's my Debbie Reynolds story. But yeah, so singing in the rain tonight. Yeah, so we'll see. Some folks are coming. I sent out it a should be last beautiful. Time thing. But the thing I'm really sort of doing as my birthday gift to myself is I'm going to go to Albuquerque in two weeks and see the Hot Air Balloon Festival. Oh, yeah. And watch them all fly around and just like... There's a couch potato that was had been emailing us about that. Yes. Do they live there? I remember it vaguely. Nothing personal. Yeah. They live there? Yeah, about he, it. he was saying you should come and well, whoever it is, I'm gonna have to check it out. Maybe yeah, it's on. I'll find the email. Find and, the email. And send yes, it to because he was like, you guys should come. I I think he was like, you can stay. I have a guest room. Like it was really like right on. It was really really nice. And when it was, I can't go because I'm out of town that weekend or something. Right. But, um, but yeah, it's on my dream board. I'm doing it. 
Yeah, my friend yeah. Nir is gonna go with me. Do you know Nir is Guy's boyfriend? Guy Shalom's boyfriend, Nir. He's from Israel. But I don't uh, think I've ever he's met gonna him. Go. He's cool. We just did yoga this morning at of course you did. Jake's nine thirty thing. Um so you yeah, did, going did you to the do blows. like a yoga yoga retreat? I did a yoga retreat uh in May. By the way, Dennis is drinking coconut water I right now. I love it. It's so my you're thing. becoming that yoga a little pure uh, I still person. I don't yeah. I anyways, I like coconut water a lot. I do too. I it's really good. Of it. Yeah. Um so I went and did a yoga retreat with my friend Jackie Clark in May, yeah. way back then. Uh in Palm Springs. It was like six classes over two days. Yeah. Good food. Cool. Like enough sort of get in touch with your feelings to make it feel like a real retreat right. and nice people and Jackie wrote on happy endings. Oh yeah. And so on the way down there uh, she got a text that the show had been canceled. Oh god! On in the car ride down there. So, but she rolled That's with it. She had a feeling. Downward dog. I know. So it's like we had issues to sort out and deal with. But it was really. I loved it. I loved it. Here's so the thing I about yoga. Like I'm into it. I you know hated it or whatever. Um, but I feel like now yoga has become so popular that now there's all the different levels and degrees. And I bet there are yoga retreats that are awesome and not like weird and cult. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's every level now of extreme and how yeah. intense you want to be that I bet I, I bet I would like it again. I bet I could like it. Well, it's funny because I like to spin as well. But I did notice recently when I'm spinning and if I have anxiety about stuff or working, I'm not going to work. Blah, 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 spinning exacerbates it because of that energy. But if I'm if I go to yoga, yeah. I always leave feeling lighter. It's just a different thing. But uh, so, and I was in a dance recital. I don't know if anyone wants to hear about that. Yeah, or... we do. Anyway, it was fun. It was uh, another dance recital. We did our Groove Three Gang did, uh, counted down the the favorite breakdown dance breakdowns. So we did Aaliyah Try Again, which was the girls. Then yeah. we did. I know exactly uh, what your pick is. Uh, J Lo Love Don't Cost a Thing in the white tank tops, um, which was the guys. And then we did Slave for You, which was everybody. Right. I can do that choreography. And then we did NSYNC, and I got to be one of the NSYNC people. I thought that your favorite breakdown of all time was uh, the Janet Jackson. If. if. We wanted to do it, and then it turns out another group was already doing that, oh, so we couldn't damn. do it. Okay. But okay, it's okay, because I think If messed up my shoulder earlier, so I all still have it. years ago? No, like, when we, we learned it oh, in, okay. like, February in class. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was a dream come true, and I think my shoulder—I have an uh, impingement in it, but it's oh. not bad. I just have to, you know, keep an eye on it. But can I just tell you something really upsetting? Yeah. I have to get—I'm on Cobra right now, but I have—I was exploring healthcare options and yeah. health insurance because um, the new job—if you're there like nine months, you get it. But you know, I need health insurance. Sure. So I applied for Cigna, which is a. a health insurance company sure. and just a general policy i was rejected because i guess i was too thought of as too big of a risk because you know i had i had my shoulder impingement so i had an mri a couple months ago or a month ago right um you know i had that anxiety issues a few years ago sure. like i had normal problems that adults right. had that i've spent have. one night in a hospital in my life right and that that the it's way that process makes you feel like having normal human health issues is a moral failing. Yeah. It made me want when they rejected me, I wanted to go to their offices 
and blow shit up. I was so it, Good, yes. it really nothing makes me angrier than that. So in January it all changes because of Obamacare, thank God. Yeah. But like, you know, I'm not somebody that's had asthma and high blood pressure and uh, whatever. Even they sh- and it's right. just. But even that, if you were born with asthma, I don't think that you know. You need healthcare if too. You, you smoked need the your whole life, and you now have lung cancer issues. Then that's one thing, where you know what I mean. But like, I don't know. I it feels like I don't know that insurance companies should be allowed to pick and choose. That doesn't seem like no. And it's ending. But man, it's oh, there was something about it. Nothing made me angrier in a long time than that sort of like. Ugh. Oh, I hope they all. I hope that they all die. I hope everyone oh, yeah. at Cigna dies. I hope they all. Like I went there. That's fantastic. I hope they. I, I hope they have that like. Kind of anger. Ugh. Yeah. I, I hope crawdads crawl up their butt and eat them out from the inside. Wow, that's good. You know, like I really want horrible things to happen to all of them. Everybody. Yeah. Like it was awful. But anyway, so I um got, you know, one of the things when you buy the houses, you have to have a homeowner's insurance policy because the mortgage, blah blah blah. Yeah. So I got, I had this homeowner's insurance and then a couple weeks later, they sent me a letter saying that they were rejecting my policy after I, they'd accepted it and paid it. They were now canceling it Shit. and reimbursing me prorated, um, because of my proximity to a celebrity. I'm, my house is too high risk to insure because I know Joan Rivers and that they said that someone could come in and try to take me hostage to uh, try to get ransom from Joan Rivers. Like, and I was like, that is the most, you are going out on such a fucking limb. Like that is so insane in so many different directions. But I feel like there are these people at these insurance companies whose job it is, is to find creative ways to just fuck you. Yeah. They're under so much pressure to not, you know, and the, and the insurance guy that I'm going through, he's like, well, don't take it personally because they just have to be really careful. Because I'm like, I'm glad you sort of can kind of see it from their side because if I was in your business, right. I would want to blow shit up every fucking yeah, day. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, anyways. Um, I have to talk about the Flashdance 30th anniversary screening I went to. You please do. They had it at the Arrow. It was a week or so ago. And we got a gaggle together and went. Um Jennifer Beals in person. Great. Michael Nuri in person. Oh boy. Richie the comic in person and Adrian Line the director in person. Jeez. It was magical. What's the last thing Adrian Line did? He did Unfaithful and I don't know what he's done since then. I think he That's the Diane Lane. He, uh-huh. he does movies subway, about yeah. like grown-ups and sex and stuff and mm-hmm. they don't make a ton of those and I'm not sure he might have done something since then but um here's the takeaway. Beals still looks great. Yeah. Um, she acknowledged the body doubles. She didn't want to sign any stuff from anybody. So, but Michael, Michael Nuri, like she didn't come through the front. Like she, and I've always felt she's been a bit, a little reluctant about her fame and stuff, but, um, she was living in Paris trying to model when she was like, whatever that age was, late teens, early twenties. Her agent had her stop in New York to audition for Flashdance on her way back to Chicago where she lived and she was broke and they kept putting off the audition. So she ended up staying at a Y and then she ended up sleeping in a park before she auditioned for flash dance and the airline lost her luggage. So when she, when it, you know, when it was time to cry, she was a wreck and she was wow. able to cry. Um, she, uh, loved Adrian line, loved him. 
because he's she said i've worked with a lot of directors who are really passionate nobody's in it with you like he is he's so passionate and enthusiastic yeah. you just want to do stuff and it was one of those q a's um where i kept raising my hand to ask a question because i love to ask questions yes. and i i'm good at it good i always questions. i have good questions i'm gonna own that i own that yeah so um and everyone there were like 10 of us that were in the row and they wouldn't call on me. They wouldn't call on me, and they wouldn't call on me. And everyone was making this. It was making us all uncomfortable because yeah. it felt like they felt like, you know, finally they they were like the last. I got the last question, and I said, um, "I would like to hear from all four of you on the panel. What's your favorite memory of making Flashdance?" And everyone went, "Ooh, like oh, well, good. good. Ooh, question. that's good, right? Because you want the stories. That's right. what you want. You just want to set them up. Exactly. Yeah. Some idiot was like, um, Jennifer. I want a question for Jennifer." Um, have you had you ridden a lot of done a lot of bicycling before the movie? And are you like whatever? Anyway, clearly somebody was like a bike person, whatever. So uh, Richie said his favorite memory was in the fight scene. He really got knocked out and nearly got. It wasn't his favorite memory, but his most vivid right. one is he got hit in the face. By uh, the way, that's probably not even true. Go yeah. Ahead. My <laughs> <laughs> There's the old Tony. I feel like he's lying. There he is. He needs a story. He doesn't yeah. have a story, so he's like, yeah. oh, yeah, 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 whatever. Adrian, wink, wink. Yeah. Uh, Michael Nuri said that he liked the fight where they got all fiery because there was a lot of – he felt like, you know, it was alive and crackling. And there was a moment where she hits him and keeps hitting him, and then the blind goes up, and that was like a happy accident. Um, Adrian, well, they had amazing – I mean, they, yeah. they looked like yeah. they wanted to fuck yeah. every second. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Adrian said that his vi most vivid memory is at the in the audition scene. Jennifer has to walk in the room and see the panel, and her face has to sort of fall, and she wasn't getting it, wasn't getting it. And he just remembers like begging and pleading and trying and trying this and trying that, and finally getting it and being awesome. And Jennifer said, and at, at this point, it's the end of the night. Everyone's kind of on their edge of their seats, just hanging on their every word because yeah. they're all such fans, and we all just watched it and. For better or worse, it was part of a zeitgeist. Jennifer's like, my favorite memory is 30 years later, Adrian yeah. talking about what a shitty actress I was <laughs> yeah. and how many take it took for so, me to get that one fucking reaction shot. Yeah, for my face to fall. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, because they found my luggage and I wasn't sad anymore. <laughs> um, but she said, she goes, you know, there's the one scene where uh, Alex talks about how it feels when she's dancing. I think they're in that abandoned building. And, you know, when you, when you not when you close your eyes can you see the music, but like, what it feels like when I'm dancing, I lose myself or whatever. And she goes, I look at, I haven't seen this since I, it came out. I looked at that moment and I thought there was one moment in there that felt like what real acting has come to mean to me. Like where I could see like, oh, that's what I'm going to be going for. Cause she felt like she didn't know what she was doing. And oh. you know, like she never, she didn't think she was good or had evolved into what she, she that's wanted to be an I actor. think she is she good goes, in that movie. Yeah. And I think she's, she was dynamite on the L word. I think she's turned into a really good actress. Um, but I thought that was interesting, and everyone was like, <gasps> so it was fun. Did I tell you that I went and saw Flashdance the musical? Yes. No. Tom Ford told me, but I want to know what it was like. And I, well, think you, I think you left early. All I know is what the first half is like, because uh, I was like, we're leaving. And he was like, but I was thinking, and I was like, we're leaving. Um, it was. He didn't get a vote? <laughs> I mean, I acted like he had a vote, but no, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't have a vote. Because <laughs> uh, it was all the way in Costa Mesa. Yeah. And so, you know, I was just like, look, I fucking I could be home an hour and a half early. It was so bad. Um, there's literally a character named Gloria. Oh, shit. Yeah. So that 
Like and when as soon as I saw that in the program, I was like, oh no, like, Gloria is gonna sing the song Gloria about herself later. And I know it's like it's so. She and, gave herself a talking to. It was, and that happened in Act Two. We didn't even stick around for that. I wow. couldn't even. But like, it was so bad. But the moment that the Act One ends with her doing her number on stage and pulling the and the water. Yeah. And there's they've built like a little like a runway, but it's up on the stage. It doesn't come out in the audience. So like yeah. you're in you're in the, like the strip club now. Right. And Mobbies. Yeah. And what they did was they have sprinkler heads all the way along the runway pointing up at the runway. So as she starts dancing, she does something on the main stage and water starts splashing on her. And then as she's like dancing down the runway, these sprinklers keep appearing down the side. And so the whole thing is just spraying her with water. And then the very last beat is she runs up and grabs the rope and does the, and the water. So that is, was so fulfilling that moment. Like they actually made it better than the movie. Like it they worked. found a way to, yeah, it was just, but Oh God, it was so horrible. It was just so horrible. And yeah, it was bad. And this was like, you know, on its way to Broadway. I'm like, no, it's not. It's never going to happen. But yeah. yeah. So that was terrible. But that's just my little flash dance. Well, Adrian Lyne said when they tried to figure out if they were going to do the. He, th- he said when he first read it, he thought it was dumb. But he thought, I could make something of the dancing. So they kept bringing it to him. And he finally said yes. And then for the, the test with the water, we had all these Paramount execs or whatever. And he had some dancer girl. And he didn't, they didn't know. How much water? He, he thought, is it going to break her neck? What's right. going to happen? Like, they didn't quite know. And he said that it became a great iconic moment, but in the testing, they didn't fucking know how to do it. Or And they were, he was trying to show the, the execs what it would be like, and it was a lot of trial and error, which I thought was interesting. That is. But I, I went with one of my friends that I take hip-hop with, who I know him from class, but he works for a nightclub, a series of nightclubs, and he books events and stuff like that. And... um. He told me after Flashdance that he'd always wanted to be a performer and perform and stuff. And he loves class and he dances great and he's super into it. But he said his mother passed away a few, you know, when he was adult. And ever since then, for some reason, he sort of put all that stuff on the back burner and get, kind of gave it up. And he said that when he was watching Flashdance, it was just like a knockout punch to all of that stuff. Like when you give up your dream, you die and all that stuff, which is hokey, but. It's it kind of resonated with me too because this is so corny that we're having a flash dance moment and the couch return. Yeah. But anyway, Jeannie crashes and burns on the ice, gives fucks up her dream. The comic, his dream doesn't like they both. Right. Her friends both fail. Sure. But the point is, it doesn't matter. You still got to try. Otherwise, what are you going to do? And so he was saying, yeah, I saw that and it was just so powerful. And he goes, and I was thinking about our recital and I was watching, I'd stay up till like three in the morning watching those videos. It was like this, to see this Aww. like rekindling in him is, it would really touch me. I, it was sweet. So. That is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Lady, 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 lady. Anyways, <laughs> that's Flashdance. Um, what else? So oh, I have to tell you a funny story about Anthony and then I'll move on. Anthony's the yes. guy I'm dating. Uh-huh. So we had our first coffee date, and it was really kind of crackling and good, and I was kind of excited about it. And then I saw my friend Rebecca that night, and this story is so embarrassing. I could get fired for this story probably. <laughs> and I said, and she goes, what do you do today? I said, well, I had a really exciting okay, Cupid coffee date. And she goes, oh, what's he like? And I said, well, it's really provocative. And she goes, is he black? 
<laughs> like the second I said that provocative, was... she knew. Wow. And because and provocative is my way of saying it, it's like not a thing, but it's kind of a thing. Like I'm dating a black guy. Like, right. But it's me trying to be PC, but underscore, but also like, <laughs> like it, I don't know why that's so fucked up and phony and full of shit, but. She knew too. So well, she, I just love that I provocative is code for African American. I like, don't know what it genius. is, but it's like wow. Yeah, that's hilarious. It's so embarrassing. I'm embarrassed by it. But I don't know what it was that was funny about it. But yeah, it's very provocative. And she's like, Oh, this you know, there are a lot of provocative people and here tonight. She buzzed in. <laughs> what is a black person? Ding yeah. ding 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 ding. So Number there's that answer. Yeah, provocative. Who, who are the hundred people that they ask the question to on Family Feud? I don't know. I'd love to be that. They are the dumbest fucking idiot <laughs> people. I do you feel like they don't get they get all the wrong answers? Or? They just like the here's the here's the deal with Family Feud, and I realize I might be thirty years too late on this. Yeah, but I was in Columbus, Ohio this week, at doing stand up and and judging this sort of comedy competition. And wow, and how so fun! I just so happened to get home at night and on like the game show network, Steve Harvey hosting yeah, yeah, yeah. family feud is on for like two hours. There's yeah. like four episodes every night. And it's really frustrating cause they're not in order. So when the first family in the first episode wins and they come back to the next episode, good luck. That's not, who, yeah. that's not the next episode. Uh, and so it really, I was like, a Oh, that was really pissing me off. But, um, I also don't like family feud with the digital screen. I want the little want thing to flip. to flip over and go ding. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't like the digital bloop. I that's a problem for yeah. me. Steve Harvey is hilarious, which is something I never thought I would yeah, say man. in this lifetime. Um, but like there's always like two or three people out of the hundred that say the most horrible answer that no family could ever, ever get. So there's always one answer in there, the, the that's two weird to random get. idiots. Yeah. Right. And it's sort of like that I feel like is such an analogy for the fucking world. Yeah. It's those two people that are fucking idiots that make everything impossible. Like everything was going along great. We were about to fucking sweep the board. Yeah, you can't, you can't sweep the board. And then these two fucking idiots whose vote matters just as much as mine get to fucking throw a monkey wrench in the entire thing. This By saying monkey, asshole, perhaps they both said monkey yeah, wrench. Yeah, monkey wrench was their answer. Yeah. Uh, name for something name you a, find name in... a kind of monkey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> it's like, you and know... the number six answer, <laughs> monkey, monkey wrench. Monkey wrench. Ding. <laughs> I just. I don't uh, remember that phenomenon from. Uh, I don't think back it was like day. that before. Yeah. Now it's kind of like I feel like the producer would have fudged. Like we can't put monkey wrench, even though these two idiots <sighs> said it. They must have been high. Um, what else? Oh, in August we shot our short film, um, Holiday. The if we took a holiday oh, with Nadia and Glenn and I, we fucking shot that fucking movie. It's in the can. Good. It's being edited. Four day shoot. Nice. Very intense, arduous, fun, all of it. What's your favorite moment, uh, memory, Dennis, of shooting? Of shooting uh, a if holiday. we took a holiday. There was this one scene where you uh, needed her dancing. to have this make this face. Yeah, and, and she, she just wasn't getting it. Yeah, um, let me think. Because she's Madonna, and her face doesn't make expressions. One something that's very vivid is I kissed this guy in it, and he was hot, and he kissed like it was like wow. Oh, so he doesn't work at El Pollo Loco? No, he doesn't. 
and uh, he was um, he was Nadia's roommate named Johnny, and I'd met him right before we started putting it all together a few months ago. And I I just thought he was cool and had mm -hmm. a cool energy to him and a cool look to him. Not a pretty boy, but like, oh, he yeah, like sexy but cool. And he was into it, and so he did it. And I just remember I was kind of nervous about what if I look weird kissing somebody or if it's, you know, whatever. And it it, it was good. I enjoyed it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever kissed anybody on camera? I don't think I have. Yeah. Yeah, so um, – yeah, no. Oh, and my other Well, what's funny about it? One of the there's a moment, a scene where I steal these cupcakes and run out of an office, and so I had to run from a door to a car, not even that far away. Like, you know, 30 like from here across the street, like 30 feet. Um, I wore the wrong kind of shoes and I didn't stretch out. By the end of like four or five takes, I couldn't run anymore. I was so sore. I was like, I shouldn't have done my own stunts. Yeah, like Mission I, Impossible 6. I couldn't believe how much I managed to hurt myself, be sore from yeah. that silly little run. Plus, I was super into it, so I was trying to make it look awkward and clunky, and I think I was tightening up all the wrong muscles. It's I don't just... know. That That's a memory of, like, I couldn't walk for two days. Um... It's because we're a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just, I never, I just, I, I can't believe how old I am. And yeah. And you're older than me. I'm older than you. <laughs> I just, yeah, I can't believe how much just like everything hurts all the time. And I'm always, you know, and I still haven't got this fucking sleep thing figured out. I'm I on know. now. I'm on my second machine. So we tried the CPAP. That didn't work. So now I'm on something called a BiPAP. And, uh, and it's annoying. I can't, I get two minutes and I just fucking rip it off. Um, but yeah, so th it's just, you know, like my hobby, like I'm become like that old person who like my hobby, like what do you do for fun? Go to doctors, like I deal with my ailments. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just, but you know, whatever, I guess try to, I should be grateful. I but... wonder if Cigna would approve you. Oh, no way. If you would say yeah. they would shine their light of approval on you. Oh, Cigna would be. Fuck Cigna. Fuck Cigna. Now, Absolutely. But have any of the treatments helped at all, or have you get there? You get no. little incremental. Okay, that's better than it was, or anything. Yeah. No. The problem is we just have to figure out a way to, you know, for me to whatever breathe. So you're just not getting open. a good night's sleep ever. Yeah, ever. I'm always sort of so like if I if Fuck. I take a day where I sleep for like 14 or 15 hours, then it all that, adds up. Yeah. Then I get. Then I'm like you know a little better. But, you know, you can't do that that often. No, that kind of not and, with your schedule. You know, Are you and, kidding? But whatever. It is what it is. It's, you know, but it's, it's uh, frustrating. frustrating. It is. It's frustrating. Um, and it's been – when did you first sort of hit on that this was the problem? Like a year ago? A yeah, year and a half ago? Yeah, it was ago? about a year ago that I was, I was reading in Details Magazine about athletes that hit like plateaus and can't, can't break through. And it turns out that a lot of times it, there's a sleep issue and that's why they're sort of locked and that there was this – clock that you can put your iphone on and it tracks your heart rate yeah 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 and so i bought that clock and immediately was like i get the it was like i'm not getting any actual sleep no rem sleep and oh my god and so it was like a total fluke thing that i bought this hundred dollar clock and it so then i went to the doctor and said do you think this could be the because like i had gained weight and i was just like you know my there was weird things in like my blood work for no reason mm -hmm. like my liver was being taxed but it's like i barely drink and i have no pro you know so, and it was like, wow, yes, you're just, 
you know, and it, as it turns out is because when my throat relaxes and my airway blocks, my brain goes over choking and it wakes me up and it sends a burst of adrenaline. So I have way too much adrenaline running through my bloodstream and that causes everything to just get like oh. inflamed inside and you know, so whatever, but yeah, you know, it'll, it's gonna, um, pass. But or, do you freak, do you, die. do you, when you're going to sleep, does it add anxiety well, to I, the sleeping? I fall asleep because I'm tired all the time. So yeah. falling asleep is no problem. Yeah. It's just, I don't get. When you wake up, you don't feel refreshed. I wake up 14 times an hour. Shit. And not even realizing it. But right. like, so I never get to the REM cycle, REM. which is what you Oh need. my God. Yeah. That's but, crazy. You know. Where else have you traveled to lately? You um, went to Montreal, didn't you? Yes. It was the Montreal Co uh, Comedy Festival. What was that like? Well... You don't know the Mrs. Kathy story? No. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, Kathy. You, <laughs> but by Mrs. Kathy, we be, mean Kathy Griffin. Yeah, we used to be really good friends, and then we weren't, and, she, you know, I, whatever. I feel like she was mean or whatever, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, you know, neither of us have ever really talked about it, like, publicly, like, in the press. You know what I mean? Like, um, and... Uh, so whatever, I don't want to like, ugh. anyway, I had, so I had not seen her other than the two times that she had guested on Fashion Police. She's and done it twice? Did she do it? When, yes. She's been twice on Fashion when I was Police. there? Or once? No, I guess maybe she's been back since. Since then. Okay. Um, but both times that she's been on Fashion Police. Yes. Um, she just pretended like she didn't see me yeah. like there was no acknowledgement and that yeah. which was fine like that's probably better than like a phony oh god hi how, you know whatever yeah um so what uh joan we're doing these interviews with all the different comics that are there and joan is interviewing them yes for except for joan. except the problem is joan is has to actually the, the, the way the schedule worked None of the comics ended up. People weren't like hanging out backstage when Joan was available, so Joan was either on stage or doing other stuff. So I had to interview these comics, pretending like off camera, telling them just say, "Well, Joan," da da da, and act like you're talking to Joan, and we'll have Joan dub the questions in. Do you know what I'm saying? Like in 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 the edit, but I was like being the producer asking the questions. Was this for? For Fashion Police or for... Um... for probably for In Bed With Joe. Right, okay. And so, um, so you know, I've talked to Sarah Silverman and Whitney Cummings. Right, and right. All these hilarious comics and everyone was super, super nice. Well, Graham, uh, Joan's assistant, got Kathy Griffin, um, who I didn't even know was there yet. Right. And said, uh, we're going to send the camera in to interview you. Just pretend it's Joan. Graham doesn't know the backstory, so he has no idea that Tony Tripoli might be an issue. Oh, shit. So he comes to get me. I've just gotten Jen Kirkman ready to go. Yeah. And she's the nicest. I know her a little bit. I just love her so much. And, and she, you know, she's very busy. She's about to go on stage, but she's going to give me three minutes of her time. And Graham runs over and goes, I'm sorry, but you have to come. I have some, you have to interview Kathy right now. And I go, but I just have Jen. And he's like, sorry, Jen, he'll have to come back to you. So it was that rude thing of like. Somebody more famous. Yes, which I just felt like such a dick, but she yeah. was super nice about it. So he goes, okay, uh, Kathy Griffin is in here. You have to go interview her. And I go, but I, but, and it was like, it was just happening. Oh my and God. the camera was already in there. <laughs> oh my God. So I don't even have time to register it. And I walk in and I go, okay, so 
did Graham tell you, like, you just pretend that I'm Joan? And she goes, Tony Tripoli. <laughs> As I live and breathe. And in that instant, I realized it is not going to be that thing where she just pretends there's no. Yeah. And so she proceeded to, I just, I said, um, yeah, hi. So look, I just have to do this real quick. I'm Joan. And I was, you know, trying to like, you know, be professional and just like, I'm, I don't want to get in trouble from Joan. Like I have to fucking, this is uncomfortable for me. Yeah. I have to fucking suck it up. Like can't we all just whatever. But so her assistant, a, a person was there with her. Right. And she says to him, Oh, do you know who Tony is? Well, let me tell you. And she proceeds to stand there and, you know, just say, oh, he was my friend. And then he abandoned me in my time of need. And like goes on and on. And, wow. and now he does press all the time about how I hate gay people, which I really don't think I've ever done. I don't really think that I, I think it would be kind of there's a lot of things you can say about Kathy, but Kathy hates gay people. I don't really think that tracks. Do you know what I mean? Like. I don't think that's something that anyone could say. No, I think she's, it's pretty well documented that she does not hate no. gay people. I, I don't think I would say that. Um, so it was, it, you know, it was very uncomfortable. And how and, did it make you feel when she was saying that stuff? Cause it sounds like it wasn't, it's it sounds like it was like her version of it, which right. is the thing that I she's just, always the victim, no matter what happens. Yeah. And it was that thing where, look, I'm not here being, Tony at the Montreal. Yeah, know, no, no, you had a job working there. Yes. for Joan. Ugh. Joan sent me in to do this thing. I need to just fucking suck it up. Yeah. And I'm How long were argue. you in there with her? And so I just, I got, I turned into that pussy apologetic and I just went, I'm really, look, I go, look, I know this is, I just, I have a job I have to do. Can we just, you know, can we, pl I'm sorry. Can we like, and I'm in, in hindsight, I'm so angry at myself for not being like, fuck you. Do you want to do this or not? Yeah. But, you know, I didn't have the balls or the wherewithal to do. I just, I like kind of got like small and was like, I'm, can we just please, can we do that? You know, and let her, whatever. And I felt like she kind of fed on that, which is my own fault, you know. Ugh. But let me say this. As much as, you know, it's hard to say nice things about people that you have difficult histories with. She's so fucking good and she is so funny that. Then when we started, she fucking turned and did a 180 and was looking at me with such love in her eyes as if I really was Joan Rivers. And she gave the funniest interview and the best answers and right, right into my eyes. What kinds of stuff were you asking her? Like, why do you like coming to Montreal? What's the yeah. funniest joke you've heard in the festival? Are you, do you try new material here? Do you only do stuff that you know is tried and true? Like, you know, just sort of sure, comic yeah, yeah. Talking to comic yeah. questions. My, uh, Montreal centric. Awesome. But like, and she was hilarious and just kept saying, I mean, you know, Joan, da 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 da, right to me and just like, and then when I was like, great, that was it. And then she just looked glare, like, like she's a pro. Like, she, you know what I mean? Like, she turned it on and then she turned it off again. So, in terms of what my job was, it I got well. amazing material for, I mean, yeah. she gave amazing stuff. Yeah. It was great. But it was like, I had such a fucking wet spot in my panties Ugh. when I walked out How of there. How long and were you in there altogether? I, seven or eight minutes. Okay. But it just felt like, but I don't know. It was, you know. Her time of need. I know. It was so, They're like, all of her, all of the times are her time of need. 
It was really just what you know surprising not surprising <laughs> but i don't know it was really uh but you know you gotta hand it to her as much as i have my feelings about her might be whatever they are i was so impressed at you know when when your fame is the most important thing to you mm-hmm. you really can put it ahead of and however badly i hurt her she was somehow able to find the strength to rise above and give this great, do you know it's, what I mean? It's like showtime. So, I it's guess it. that's a compliment. I don't know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You got in there. You did it. You got. And what then you I came went back for. to get to Jen Kirkman, and she goes, "Are you okay?" And it was literally like I thought Jen Kirkman was go. You look like you've seen a ghost. Yeah, like, from two thousand and five. A ghost was, from two thousand and five. It was really like she yeah. literally goes, "Are you okay?" Yeah. Like it was so I was so rattled. Yeah. I was oh God. Wow. Whatever. What time is it? I need to leave soon to go to the Debbie Reynolds uh Emporium. We've done an hour eight. That's great. I can think of more things, but I had a date. Uh there's a straight man that lives three doors down from me. Right on. And we've been on two dates, and he's straight and has a seven year old a six year old daughter and a twelve year old son by two different women. And I literally had to text him. Like, what's the deal? Are you gay? <laughs> and he's like, I don't like labels. All right. I, you know what? I do like labels. That's just what I want to get at. Is so how did I that like happen? Labels. Did you just run into him I on was the walking the dog, and course, he was out in front of the house. already a dog magnet. Yeah. And I was like, um, oh, I just moved in a couple doors down. Is this your house? I love the way you've done the landscaping in the yeah. front. And he goes, no, I'm doing the landscaping. I live next door, but I'm a contractor and I'm doing this landscaping for these people. And then we kind of talked and I thought it was really flirtatious. And he was like, I really wanted to redo your house. I was looking through the window to try to see what you've done. And I was like, well, you can come look at it. Here's my card. Just give me a text. And if you're a contractor, I need to have the backyard done. So maybe you could put a bid in, you know? Yeah. And then he texted a couple days later and was like, I didn't tell you the truth, but I knew who you were we're Facebook friends. And, and then he was like, here's how I know you. And he sent me my poster of dirty, sexy, funny where I'm naked. Right. Right. And he was like, I mean, when you see this, you don't forget it. And I was like, well, he's for (laughs) sure hitting on me. Right. Right. And then, so then he comes over to like, look at the house and, Oh no. Then he's like, I'll come over later tonight. I'm like, okay. So then I'm going to bed at midnight and he fucking knocks on the door and he shows up and he has two DVDs. And he's like, hey, do you want to watch a movie? And I'm like, like, we're going to fuck. Like, we're for sure. And then we're sitting there talking, and he's telling me, like, about his daughter and his ex. Like, and I was like, what? And so then I was like, I'm really tired. I need to go to bed. Like, I had to get him out of there. Yeah. And so I, like, hugged him goodbye, but the hug lingered too long. But it wasn't like, I can't, like, it never. And so then I had to text him the next day. I was like, what was that about? Like, when you come over at midnight, with like, I felt like. But then you're saying, like, you have these kids and these ex-women, and and he's like, well... What does it say about me that I want to know what the movies were? One of them was World War Z. Okay, interesting. And then the other one I can't remember. All right. Because it was something I think I had seen okay. or something. But um, but he... It's just not... It's bad. And so we had another Are you attracted to him? Night. Yes, but I need to not be because... Why? Well, because I like labels, Dennis. And do you, I really but do you like feel gay, like, and this, I don't like the whatever this thing that he's doing is... It's self-loathing or dysfunctional or full yeah. of shit or is and it I don't wanna, feel I don't want to be I can't fix it. 
Okay. Like at one point he was like, well, you know, my family would never accept it. Oh, it's and, that. Okay. And it's closeted. just like, you know what? I don't want to get yeah. stuck in this tar baby. Like, no. I don't want to get all tangled in this fucking, this is like yeah. a cobweb of bullshit. Yeah. All right. Oh, I shouldn't have said tar baby. You're dating a black person. I don't even know what you were saying. I don't know how you were using it. <laughs> As a, just the story, you know, you where a rabbit s- hits the tar oh, baby because he it, thinks it's a person. It doesn't say hello uh, back to him, and then he gets stuck in it. I and don't. I that's just, how Brer Fox catches him. I never him. knew it's that. Not- I never knew that mm. about Disney. Yeah. All right. Wow. There's so much we can. We're gonna try to do this more regular. Yes. Uh, there's no reason why we can't. That's right. And um, so thank we'll you for your get, patience. We'll have to get a picture of the new couch. The new brown leather comedy couch. I have a coffee table coming that's going to knock everyone's socks oh, off. Okay. But I don't want to shoot that load yet. All right, cool. Um, and uh, check out Breakdown on BounceTV.com. Yes. B-R-K-D-W-N. We don't need vowels. Who's got time for vowels? Why? Exactly. Yeah, I don't need it. And um, that's it. Awesome. Well, where yeah. are you? Are you shooting a new Joan and Joan knows best? Are you? Oh yeah, we are about halfway through season four. Holy That'll shit. start airing in February probably. And how many episodes have you done? Or how many episodes are they doing? There will be. I can't remember if there's eight or ten. Wow. I can't. Remember. I feel like there might be ten this season. I don't know. Um, but we've done three or four of them. Fantastic. Um, and uh, I made a terrible horrible mistake which you guys will all see when the okay episode airs which okay i'm still paying for uh with my joan gave Ass? me a, a ho- well joan gave me a housewarming gift that there was some confusion and i fucked up bad and okay so whatever you'll see um but yeah but and check out of course dr kiss oh yeah World's greatest lip bomb that's right who brett freeman is all over season four of, of jonah's best again yeah there's a lot of uncomfortable moments yep. uh, between those two. So he brings fun. that. Um, well, I, I have to actually head over to his house right now. So, all right. Thank you for listening. We love you for listening and yes. your patience. And uh, send us some emails. We love hearing from you. Yeah, even though I don't check them. <laughs> I mean, I, I forget about the Gmail account. Yeah. I, I check them on Facebook for sure. It's thecomedycouch at, at gmail.com, gmail.com, by the way. Yeah, so. uh, and you can find Dennis at dennishensley.com. You can find me at right. tonytripoli.com. Uh, and Norma Ginsburg. It's coming to town. With, well, she sent an update about, do you remember the story of the trans uh, high school kid that everybody wanted to take to yes. the prom and it was like really heartwarming. Well, she uh, got an update that um, I believe she, you know, is now living as a female right. and is working on a farm. And the, um, the latest report is that she's like the star of the farm and everybody loves her and she's the hardest worker and she's just having this great life and is happy and healthy and popular and tons of friends. And it's just a nice, heartwarming little update. So how about that? There you go. I love that. I know. So thanks, Couch Potatoes, for yes. giving us the updates on the stuff. This has been the, po- the Comedy Couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony Tripoli. Oh. Ugh. <laughs> All right. I, just sh- I would have shit in my pants in that moment. Yeah, it was bad. It was All bad. Right. All, All right. right. Bye. Bye.